Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Lock It In, a sports betting show, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And now, here's your host, Cam Rogers. Thank you, Brian Brown, for that introduction. As always, this is Lock It In with Cam Rogers. We are talking golf bets for the Valspar Championship this week right here on Believe, the number one content network for professionals. Cam Rogers here, Bridget Whalen there. Very excited to talk about another golf tournament because... Last week seemed like it took forever. The Players' Championship, congratulations to Cam Smith for hoisting yet another trophy here in 2022 after winning the Century Tournament of Champions as well. Follow me on Twitter at MrRogers99 and on Instagram at MrRogers98. You can follow Bridget at Bridget K. Whalen. We are presented by... Bet online. It's a big month for them. It's that time of the year, of course, as college basketball takes center stage with the tournament finally upon us. If you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with great contests, including the bracket contest where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head on over to that website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. BetOnline is where the game starts. Yes, we have March Madness, but of course, we continue along with the Florida swing here. Bridget, are you making a bracket this year? I am not. Did you expect anything different? Yeah, you never do. You never do. I've asked you in the past to join my league, and I think I've gotten some straight-up rejections. So I didn't even bother yeah. this year. Not my thing, you know? Not my thing. You going to watch it at all? No. We have a bracket next week to break mm-hmm. down the Dell Technologies match play. So that's stay right. tuned for that. <laughs> that's your right. game. We have our that's own March game. Madness. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the Valspar Championship in his Brook Resort Copperhead course. Really difficult track, 7,300 yards, par 71. Tree-lined, positional type of golf course. Distance, I would say, is mitigated here. I'm looking at approach. I'm looking at scrambling and some par 5 scoring as well. Pretty good field after the Players' Championship, too. Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland, Xander Shoffley, Justin Thomas, and Dustin Johnson are playing this week. Bridget, have you been to this course? I feel like you have. I sure have. I have been it in this brook, yeah. Um, You gotta be patient on this course. It annually provides one of the more difficult uh, approach play tests on the PGA Tour. I like in this, which this is gonna sound a little wild, but just stay with me. Mm -hmm. This is a major style venue in the sense that, hold on, don't, at all in a tizzy it's not a birdie fest so like you said distance off the tee really doesn't matter um this is all about approach play it's and again it's knowing that par is a really good score and that the winning um score will will probably be low 
Yeah, I love handicapping these events as compared to like the fall series events that become putting contests and you don't know who's going to win. But this is a very difficult track. It's all about greens and regulation. These greens, I believe, are some of the smallest, if not the smallest, on the PGA Tour in terms of average size. And just looking at the field, guys want a tough test. I mentioned Tobland, Justin Thomas. We've got Louie in the field, Matt Fitzpatrick, fresh off a missed cut at the players. That was a little weird. Shane Lowry in the field. Brooks is back as well. Webb, Gary Woodland, a former champion. So these guys like this golf course. So you're looking at, obviously, not necessarily the Bombers or anything like that, but more so position off the tee and then ball striking from there and perhaps finding a hot putter in the process. Yeah, performance off the tee is far less significant at the Copperhead course than most weeks on the PGA Tour. Okay. By the way, I think we are officially on a cold streak, Bridget. Oh. We have no wins since the Waste oh. Management Phoenix Open when I got Scotty Scheffler. So, whew, yeah, let's see. One, two, three, four straight weeks. And you beat out Cantlay, who I had. But I had Vic at API. That was a total fluke. Mm-hmm. Scheffler again. Scheffler and I are not friendly. He and I are not. We are not friends. Yeah, it's not like we haven't been close either. Like... We have been. We've been right there, you know, I on mean, the final day. Vic at the players mm-hmm. on Monday. I, I almost said Sunday. On Monday, strange. That's a strange statement. I was like, wow, am I going to – is he going to come through? Is this – are we going to – is this happening? I'm picking him again this week, Cam. I cannot get off the Victor Hovland train. I will not get off the Victor Hovland train until it pulls safely into the station. Which is victory circle, if you will. Yes, which is a Vic victory. Love that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He is a winner. He's been fantastic with ball striking. By the way, speaking of Victor Hovland, did you see that video last week? Sure did. I like felt secondhand frustration for Daniel Berger in that scenario. I don't know where you stand on this. I support Daniel Berger in the sense of, hear me out on this. Again, nobody get in a tizzy. I'm going to say some controversial things today, apparently. When you are hitting the ball and it is a water ball. How you are watching that ball is not how your playing competitors are watching that ball, especially when it is a water ball and you know it's going to be a water ball. As the player, you are watching this ball so intensely Mm -hmm. because you know it's tracking to get rinsed. So hear me out on this. I understand proximity-wise that Victor and Joel probably had a better POV of where it crossed the line, but I stand by Daniel Berger completely because when you are knowing that you hit an errant shot and you know that it's gonna cross the penalty line, like you know it's it, you know you're taking a drop, I feel like your sight of vision changes because now you're like aware of like okay I'm I'm gonna have to figure out where it crossed the line. So I fully support Daniel Berger. I also fully support how he handled that situation like a pro, like a boss, literally verbatim words from his mouth. I don't agree with you guys, but for the sake of like making this a copacetic interaction, I will compromise and take the drop here. Way to be the bigger person. Like I loved that for him. I support him completely. And Cam, post round sound, he said 100% was the correct drop. Compromise, 
He is now saying 100% the place that he dropped, which he knows is not the place he wanted to drop. He said emphatically, definitively, 100% what I did was correct. Meaning this guy is so selfless. Like I fell in love with Daniel Berger through that entire interaction, whether Victor Hovland and Joel were more correct on, on where the drop should have been taken. I think that's besides the point. What I think was really impactful here was how Daniel handled it. I really do. Well, he certainly put up a fight for a few minutes. That is for sure. He didn't throw in As the towel. Should, though. Yeah, As for sure. Should. I would have done yeah. the same thing. I actually would have continued to fight. You know, I randomly thought of an example. When you're at a three-way intersection and it's not your turn to go. So yeah. people are waving me to go, but it's not my turn. I'll be like, nope, not doing it. It's your turn. Go, go, go. And then eventually, like, I'll give up like Daniel Berger did. And I said, I, right. I, I'll go and I'll throw up my hands. Fine, I'll go. But, like, you're wrong. <laughs> so... Yeah. yeah, I thought uh, he was really mature in that situation. I, honestly, I really don't care who was right and who was wrong. He wound up bogeying the hole anyway. So like he was a loser in the in like in every sense of of that situation, besides the fact of how he handled himself, like super impressive. So yeah. that's just my take on it. I'm one person. There you go. I agree with you. I agree. That's why we're such great hosts here on the show. And we work so well together, Bridget. We almost always agree. Um, by the way. I think we can suffice to say that the players championship is a throwaway in terms of betting for us. Like for most people, that was just a wild tournament. So yeah. Yeah. That's a mulligan. If you will. hats off to Cam Smith though, he deserved it. I do have to make one more mention of the players and then we can move on. Mm -hmm. So do you remember when Dustin Johnson fully committed to working on his short game and then he like popped off and it was mm -hmm. like, whoa, this guy, he has every aspect like T to green. He's rock solid. No one's ever going to beat him. He's going to win by 30, which he did like all of that, or he was at 30 under however much he won by um, all of that felt like, okay, this makes sense. Cause he, decided I'm going to work on this aspect of my game. I saw Cam Smith after he won the players, he had to sit down with the live from guys from golf channel. And he said to Brandel, Brandel, who is so insightful and always really, he like, Brandel knows how to get into the inner workings where the player just can't like get away from answering the question that Brandel's asking. He's really good at that tactic. So Cam Smith took the time to work on his long game and he, I mean, the guy is an amazing putter. His short game is great, but he did need some work on long approaches, the, lo the long aspects of the game. He basically turned in a short game approach to his long game. And that's why he's been like having all of this success. Kind of like, you know, a lot of players say, I can't go inside for the day until I make 50 putts in a row yep. or whatever. He turned that into a long game approach and started to do that. So now Cam literally from T to green is really sound. You have a big win like the players that is so confidence boosting. He is so stoic. Just he gained like so many strokes on the field with putting. I just think that Cam Smith, he, we're going to see some, I know he already has two victories um, this season or this year, actually. Yep. We're going to see so much more out of Cam Smith. And I want to just put this out there really in advance. He is my master's pick. Whoa. Yeah. He, I mean, he's had success there. We've talked about the masters being a track that it's kind of like horse for course. The more times you go to it, the more success you have, the, you know, the more likeliness you are to, to win a green jacket. I just think confidence wise, 
patience wise and now T to green. And we know he's an excellent putter and that is integral at Augusta. Cam, I, Cam, Cam, I see it going no other way. This is a Cam victory at Augusta. Shout out to all the Cams out there because Cam Smith is putting us to shame playing so well on the PGA Tour right now. Masters champion as well, I guess, here in 2022. We shall see. All right, let's get to the Valspar Championship this week. A few dropouts here, Bridget. Two-time champion, from what I understand, Paul Casey is not playing. He is I would not. I would assume, yeah, that's because of the players and the long layoff and the delays and what have you. I'm sure they're all fatigued. A lot of these guys are. So, okay, let's get into our selections here this week. Let's start with you, Bridget. All right. So I had Paul Casey in my lineup. Just going to, like, put that out there because I took him out. And I subbed him in for the one, the only, Kevin Kisner. All right. So I'm going with Kisner this week for a couple reasons. Firstly, he played excellently at Sawgrass, mm -hmm. so well. Another thing about Kiz, this style golf course really suits his game. All right, fine, let's get all of that out of the way. Here is the reason why I'm picking Kevin Kisner. The guy is unflappable. Not sure if you are aware of this, but on Monday, his caddy, I think, I'm not sure on which hole, got, was feeling ill, literally relinquished himself from caddy duties in steps John Tillery, this is Kevin Kisner's swing coach, who then carried the bag for Kiz. John is not a caddy. This is the final round of the Players' Championship. Kevin Kisner is unfreaking flappable. John Tillery didn't even, when it started to rain, Tillery didn't even know how to like hold the umbrella properly over Kisner. Kisner, there was a soundbite from, um, he was on, I think he was on uh, the subpar pod, or he, he might have been just on Sirius. But he said, John, like the, the idea is that you keep me dry. You know, you're, you're not keeping yourself dry with Help the umbrella. Me out. Yeah. yeah. So, and he still, he still performs so solidly. So I just think that type of like unflappability on a golf course, like Copperhead, Innisbrook, whatever. Um, I, honestly, I don't know. Like it's the Copperhead course at Innisbrook. I never know what, what to call it. Yeah. At the Valspar. I just think that that like that gleam of patience and unflappability is really integral to success here. He's a grinder. He'll never like pop on the stat sheet with like iron game or something like that. But the guy is a grinder. And I think this is a great course for him. Has some good course history here. 80 to one over at bet online. So pretty good number. There we go. All right. Are we going full me again where it's just like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, let's go. All right, so Victor Hovlin, I already said it. His ball striking was so good at Sawgrass. I just know he is very close. And like you with Scotty Scheffler, I do not want to miss this. So T3 yep. at the players. T3 last year here, um, he obviously needs to work on his short game. Like I really think he should just stand in a bunker for like a month straight and not get out of it. His ball striking, those lights out. I mean, he made the ace on the eighth hole. At the players, he gained... Listen to this, Cam. 14.7 strokes on the field. The highest total of his career, and that has to do with his ball striking. So, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I, I got it. I can't get off him. Victor Hovland, strokes gained approach the last 24 rounds. First, Bridget. First. Strokes gained around the green in this field, 136. Yeah, I know, I know. Amazing. I know, his short game needs foul. <laughs> So he just get all the greens. I know he needs to go stand in a bunker or he needs to just go to the beach. 
this. Uh, Go to the beach for a week and just like hit out of the sand on the beach. Love it. I love that for him. But I can't get off him. He's Victor Hovland to me is Scotty Scheffler to you. And you got it done. So like, I can't not get it done. We know how competitive I am. I need to get it done. 11 to one over at bet online. Not the favorite JT is at 10 to one. Okay, you can't get off this guy either. For the record, folks, the last time this guy won a PGA yeah. Tour event, I was going into my sophomore year of high school. Louis Ustazen. Whatever, whatever. Louis Ustazen. Also, like, who wants to get off this guy? It's the most languid swing in golf. I mean, there was Freddie Couple. I guess you could argue Adam Scott. There was Freddie Couples. Now we have Louis Ustazen. Ernie Els, too, yeah. <clears throat> I'm not on Ernie Els' train. Okay. So... He plays major style golf course as well. I'm saying it again. I'm going to reiterate it. I think that that will bode well for him here. Par's a good score. It's not a birdie fest. He was T8 last year. It's not like he's been playing super well as of late, but I liked how he looked at Sawgrass. I don't care where he finished. That's besides the point. I just liked how he looked. Mm -hmm. So that's it. Usti. Sometimes those strings of like T38s and T44s and T23s, then just a wind pops piano. up, you know? Yeah, I'm playing the piano. <laughs> okay, 22 to one for Ustazen. And uh, you got another guy who plays well here at the Copperhead course, Jason Kokrak. Jason Kokrak. All right, so I love this pick. Um, he plays so well here. I actually, so when I wrote down T13 last year, I was like, oh man, I was like, wait, that doesn't seem right. But it, it was right. But he did finish T2 the year prior and then T8 the year prior to that. For him, ball striking has always been his strength. And if he can just get the putter going like he did at the Charles Schwab, then I think he could get it done here. Like, that's how he got that victory. It really is. Like, if his putting wasn't on, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have gotten the, the trophy um, at Charles Schwab. So I just think his ball striking is going to be integral and key to success on this course. Also, the birdie fest thing. Like, this guy doesn't need to make birdies to plot along. There are some guys that really need to see the birdies go in mm -hmm. to then like have continued carried success. That is not Jason Kokrak's game at all. Like he is like an integral par player. Also like Scotty Scheffler, I have to say, I'm off the Scotty Scheffler train. He is like just a consummate saving par guy. Like he just out of nowhere will save par. So I just had to make note of that because I feel like Scotty Scheffler now just lives rent-free in my brain. He just is in there at all times. So Is that because Scotty? I got his win right? Is that what it is? No, he usurped me twice. He uh, beat my Cantlay pick, and then he beat Vic. This isn't fair. about you, Cam. This is about me and Scotty, okay? The world does not revolve around me, folks. Yeah. All right? <laughs> By the way, Jason Kokrak, low-key, Really good putter. He has really turned around that part of his game. So 33 to one over at Bet Online. But we need that to continue. Yeah. <laughs> that is a new trend. Let's yes. just make note of that. Yeah, beforehand, I mean, yeah, Not for years, great. he was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like this um, play here, the next one. Okay, yeah, and here's my last guy who, I have been on this guy's train forever. I think at some point in his career, really the wins are just going to get ticked off. It just hasn't happened yet. Abe answer. He is so patient knowing that you don't have to um, shoot super low here to win. I think really aligns with his game and he doesn't have to be super long off the tee to get it done here. 
finished solo fifth last year. So we know that he had success on this course. This is my lock it in pick. Abe answer, I'm locking in for the win, uh, for the victory at the Valspar this week. Okay, that's your proverbial inflatable hammer play of the week. Sure is. Okay. Yep, he's my, here, if I have lip gloss. So this <laughs> is my lock. He's my lip gloss. Okay, that's your prop here on the show. Yeah. All right. I got a better number from him, by the way. I got him at 30 to 1. So. Oh, I'm taking that. Okay. I'm all in on that. I'll give you the 30. Thank All right, let's get to my selections here. I'm sort of spreading it around. So I'm in the 30s, I'm in the 60s, I'm in the 70s, the 20s as well. So let's get into it. I am going with Matt Fitzpatrick as my first guy, 33 to 1 over at Bet Online. I know he missed the cut last week at the Players' Championship, but I really don't care about last week's result. It was very much a part of the draw for me as far as that week was concerned. Now, Matt had the better draw, but still, overall, it's been a great year here in 2022 for him. First in this field in par five scoring. This track should fit him well. He's eighth in strokes gained on difficult golf courses. By the way, three straight top tens before that missed cut at the Players' Championship. 33 to one, you're getting a better number because of that missed cut. If he finished T5 last week, he'd be like, 16 or 20 something like that so i'll take matt there at 33 and i had him last week unsuccessfully yes yes i'm going down the board for my next one gary woodland at 70 to 1 a former champion in this field top 10 in this field in par 5 scoring he loves to club down and play the positional game which is kind of ironic because he's one of the best on the PGA Tour, as far as driving distance is concerned, he was right there in the mix at the API a couple of weeks ago. He was fifth at Honda. So overall, the Florida swing has been great for him. And 70 to 1, you like that number. So I'm going with that. I picked Gary a couple weeks back. I don't know if you remember. And he was 100 to 1. I forget mm -hmm. what tournament that, that was um, at. But I just... Saw his game trending, so I love this. I actually thought he was going to get it done at API. I was shocked at what happened on, was it the 17th hole after yeah. he eagled 16? Yeah, I. that was, so that actually bodes really well for you because I think that experience, that moment had to happen because he really hasn't been in the crux of like, you know, the final round. He's in the mix. He really hadn't had that anxiety-producing situation um, in, in recent times. So I think he kind of got it out of his system. So I love Gary Woodland. I love picking him moving forward. Good luck with that pick cam. Gary Woodland on short golf courses seems to be a good match there. Of course, winning the U S open at Pebble beach, one of the shortest courses on Absolutely. the PGA tour. So yep. there you go. I don't want to miss out on this guy and I like him for a top 10 this week as well. Really good value. Russell Knox at 66 to one to win this thing fifth in this field and strokes gained approach total second on approach over the last 24 rounds he's sixth in bogey avoidance t6 at the players three straight top 25s the last three years here really like his resume put it all together russell knox the ball striking has been absolutely elite so i am riding that iron game going with russell knox at 66 to 1 I don't think he'll get a better number than this because he's going to continue to play well on the PGA tour. So Mr. Russell, 66 to one. And he played well last week. 
Yes. Yes. So that bodes well, I think, for this week. I really put a lot of stock into recent form in the Florida swing because a lot of the courses are similar, similar conditions, that sort of thing. So I think momentum is a big deal in the Florida swing. Okay, here is my inflatable hammer, hammer it play of the week, folks. We are going to the Irishman. Give me a little Shane Lowry action at 22 to one. He is my projected winner, has had a fabulous Florida swing so far, a great par four scorer. The iron game is top 10 in this field. Seventh in strokes gained tee to green over the last 24 rounds. In his last six starts worldwide, he's recorded five top 15s and a top 25 finish. Only played here once in the last decade, which is interesting, but that's fine. I think he's playing because he knows he's winning soon. And so it could be this week. Are you uh, rehashing my picks from last week, sweetie? No. Sweetie? <laughs> no. I'm learning from one of the best. That's all. Okay. Okay. I mean, I was, oh, I was pins and needles on Monday. I thought he was going to win the players. I was like, look at all my guys just coming out of the woodwork here on a Monday. Yeah. Shane Lowry, what up? So, He's yeah. Awesome. 22 to 1. Bridget, I don't copy you at all. With that said, Abraham answer at 32 <laughs> to 1 to get it done this week. So it's been a long time coming here for him in 2022, Bridget. I mean, truthfully, yeah. it's been a rough start, but sure I saw something last week. And yeah, it's not in the finish column. He was T33, but look, he's ninth in strokes gain total on difficult golf courses. When you talk yeah. about bogey avoidance, that's Abraham answer. He's not a birdie fest guy. He's a grinder. And his scoring average in the last six rounds at Copperhead is 68. So he loves this golf course. T16 in 2018. He was fifth last year. So Abraham answer. I got him at 30 to one. I'll give you the 30 to one number as well. I like it. Thank you so much. I'm excited. Can't wait to see these guys tee it up. Grind it out. Another difficult test this week. Yeah, I actually really like this course for spectating. Like when you're on the grounds, it is an enjoyable walk. Sad I won't be there. The snake pit, of course. Yes. The difficult stretch of holes on the back nine. Won't be easy. <laughs> so we'll see guys struggle. I don't know what the weather is going to look like, but I would assume wind and hopefully yeah. no rain. You know, Florida. Yeah. Hopefully no rain. I feel like we have had our fill of rain. We're yeah, good. we're good with precipitation for a while, folks. So yeah, we're good. Let's check it out. Where it's in Tampa. Yeah, it's Tampa area. Stand by. Efforting, 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 efforting. We have beautiful sunny weather Thursday through Sunday. So enjoy the golf, everybody. Enjoy the sunshine state. There you go. This has been Lock It In with Cam Rogers. We're talking golf bets with Bridget Whalen. We'll talk to you guys next week. It's bracket madness time, baby. For the Dell Technologies match play. Excited for that, by the way. If you want in on my March Madness pool, DM me. You have until tomorrow at noon. Get at me for that. For Bridget Whalen, I am Cam Rogers. We'll talk to you soon. See you next week, guys. Thank you.
for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.